0: The following talk was recorded at LibrePlanet 2021 Empowering Users, the annual conference on current issues in ethics, social justice and technology from the Free Software Foundation. LibrePlanet is a live conference and speakers often use slides and other visual tools to assist their presentation. You can see the videos of these talks at media.libreplanet.org or on the FSF Peertube channel. LibrePlanet speakers do not represent the mission of the Free Software Foundation. We host speakers talking about their use of free software in different kinds of political and commercial work. The FSF supports their freedom, but does not take positions on any political issues other than those necessary to uphold the principles of free software. Like all the FSF's work on behalf of the grievance of all computer users, Nemo Planet is made possible by thousands of individuals. To keep our work going, please consider becoming an associate member via my.fsf.org join or making a donation at my.fsf.org donate you can stay informed by subscribing to our newsletter the free software supporter at fsf.org fss and for more information on LibrePlanet you can visit LibrePlanet.org conference
1: (laughs) welcome everybody so this uh, mysterious talk is about the high-priority uh, projects. So, a little bit of an intro, although I guess most of you know. The High Priority Projects Initiative uh, launched in 2005. It uh, draws our attention to a relatively small number of projects that have been dedicated, uh, you know, designated as high-priority by the FSF and that, that are strategically important. So this list helps guide volunteers, supporters, and companies uh, uh, to know uh, where their skills uh, can be utilized, whether it be in coding, graphic design, writing, financial contributions, or activism. So we have an update on this. Uh, So welcome, Sean, and uh, please go ahead.
2: Hi, everyone. Uh, Thank you for that intro. Um, I'm Sean O'Brien. I'm the chair of the High Priority Projects Committee uh, for this go round Um, We formed the committee uh, this past fall, um, reformed it. Um, This is something we do occasionally and would like to be doing more often. So one of our major goals here is to come up with a process and sort of a timeline to keep repeating this on a steady, um, perhaps annual um, uh, timeline. And uh, basically, I'm going to present our findings so far. And I've had wonderful help from uh, the folks on the committee. Um, We've primarily been communicating through the uh, HPP-feedback mailing list. Um, So if you're interested, that's where you would go. Um, Some of you, many of you have sent us uh, feedback, suggestions, uh, comments uh, through a number of different mediums, but primarily I'll be focusing on what's come through the uh, mailing list channel. Um, and I see, for example, we have Gnu2 <laughs> in the chat here. Um, That's someone I know who did participate quite a bit and give us a lot of feedback um, through the Wiki. Uh, so we will be going through that, all that other information as well, and trying to correlate and put it all together. Um, so it's been very fun, uh, but it's also, as you can imagine, kind of a detailed process. Um, disclaimer, we have not yet finished compiling and editing the list. Um, uh, Zoe Koyman, who's been helping us um, coordinate, on the committee and Stefano Zaccaroli have been excellent in helping us compile this information, uh, but we still have to do more work. And so what is the HPP list? High priority projects. Um, We're talking about specific projects, uh, huge strategic importance um, to the goal of freedom for all computer users. Now, we specifically use the word "project" there because it's not necessarily um, code or a software project. it could be um, an accessibility initiative, it could be a localization initiative, it could be a community initiative, right? Um, so make sure you know you cut kind a of temper um, when I'm using that word, and I hope I don't use dual usage in this presentation, but if I did, please somebody call me out in the chat. Um, we're talking about projects that impact areas where people are heavily pressured or even required to use proprietary software. We're all quite familiar with that. Um, and of course, replacements for those situations, for those scenarios, are strategically important. Um, and we're looking at solutions that address important missing features uh, in existing free software, as well as problems on the horizon. And the horizon seems to be getting wider and wider as far as problems are concerned. Um, so great quote here from, uh, Benjamin Mako Hill, uh, updated high priority projects list is a description of the most important threats, the most critical opportunities that free software faces in modern computing landscape. Um, it's never going to be fully comprehensive of course, or adequate to address everything that faces us. Um, but we, you know, we want to focus on the things that we think are prescient, strategic, et cetera. Um, and we want to make it an effective outreach tool. Right. If we're going to promote and boost and you know try to send some energy, right, uh, direct some energy into these projects into the free software ecosystem, um, we need to have effective outreach, and uh, this is one tool to do that so common threads and feedback um and we had um approximately 160 suggestions um in the feedback email list and as i said some other suggestions through other channels as well that we're still putting together but let's say 200-ish suggestions from folks um common threads in that feedback are that the 2020 pandemic connected the globe as we all know because we are having a remote conference here. Um, but unfortunately, they've done it with, with surveillance based proprietary software instead of, for example, big Blue button, which is what we're using for Libre planet um, Schools are mandating usage of proprietary software um, I'm sure all of you are quite familiar with that uh, whether you have children in school or not, whether you're in university or not. Um, There's extensive use of technologies like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Google Meet, um, whatever the other things are. Um, Hardware, firmware, smartphone platforms, those are critical. And I I think most people would agree uh, gaining in importance as time goes on. Um, Citizenship software. So I thought this was very interesting. Um, There were a lot of folks talking about things like tax software to do your taxes, banking, health stuff. that kind of software obviously is important to be able to live and and be uh, represented in the world, especially if you're lucky enough to be in a democracy, um, you know, to have that sort of democratic feedback, it needs to be done through free software. Um, and video conferencing, right? That's often the quote unquote elephant in the room. Um, now I added that, that wasn't in anybody's feedback, but um, basically uh, there were a lot of comments about video conferencing um, and how it's such a huge hole in um, you know, uh, in the software approach of folks who would rather use proprietary um, solutions, if we can call them that. Um, This is not just about code or hacking. Uh, As I said before, accessibility, usability, localization, privacy, and security, um, which are things of course I'm pretty um, immersed in. But all of those issues, all of those concerns are, of course, part of the free software Um, ethos, right? We want to have ethical software. We want to make sure um, the widest possible base of folks can use it. Um, We want to make sure we have community diversity. We want to make sure we have uh, good representation and equity, right, in our communities. Um, We want to push public policy that supports free software. Uh, We want to have sustainability of these projects, right, which may mean some sort of remuneration, right? Um, We want to have government adoption uh, and, and really talk about things at that level as well. Another thing that came up, which I thought was really uh, profound and and interesting, um, folks talking about open data and data sets, right? Um, The tools that you use for research, well, that that data needs to be available under licenses that can be, uh, so it can be used in free software, right? Um, And that's really an access to knowledge thing. Um, So that's part of the wider sort of commons-based production, all those values uh, around uh, having good, solid data that people can get access to, to learn from, um, you know, sources like Wikipedia and so on and well beyond. Um, And part of our challenge here, and I put the challenge at the bottom of the list here, um, is uh, web infrastructure, uh, right? Uh, Countering centralization and the quote-unquote cloud um, that's a big issue that sort of cut across a lot of the comments uh, that we got on the committee. And certainly it's top of mind for a lot of folks um, I know at the FSF and beyond. Um, so I have a few examples here, but they're um, not necessarily the top, top examples. Um, this one I will say is, but the other ones aren't necessarily. Um, but this, this one definitely was a big deal. Um, I can't go into all the examples we will of course come out with a list and have wider discussion I'd really appreciate uh some Q&A at the end where we can sort of talk about these issues specifically and of course you know if you want to send us feedback you still can um we don't want to sort of open the floodgates to and and do a big announcement saying we're going to you know accept all this feedback again But if you send us a comment, of course, it will be read and then we'll have to discuss it and decide um, what we'll do with it. Um, Okay, example, video conferencing and remote work. So the pandemic and work from home, it's given a lot of urgency, right, to replacing these traditional, and I hate to call them that, uh, and newly dominant proprietary collaboration software. So the stuff that people were already using for proprietary collaboration, right? And now there's some new platforms, especially Zoom, which has grown quite a bit in prominence in the last year. Um, Free software projects mentioned in feedback, uh, Jitsi Meet, Big Blue Button, uh, Gnu Jammy, which I believe previously was Ring, um, and Matrix.org, of course. Um, I'm sure there are some others as well. Uh, challenges to overcome huge growth these new platforms are being shoved down people's throats um google microsoft and the other big tech uh dependencies right um and i use the word dependencies here specifically because it's not just about um google meet or google hangouts or something it's also about solutions that might have good licensing um, but have some dependency in google code right so you have that built-in sort of surveillance and probably the JavaScript trap and some of the other problems we're aware of in the free software world. Okay, another example, smartphone hardware and software. Again, popular, probably not the top one. Um, Smartphones are steadily supplanting personal computers across the globe. Despite this, free software values are underrepresented in software and hardware. Um, We have a lot of great free software projects that are tackling this problem um and so there's a ton of them that I listed here um but certainly it's not comprehensive um Mobian uh UV ports aka Ubuntu touch uh Lineage OS E foundation slash E slash um replicant uh pure OS from purism pine pine 64 and all those uh platforms Uh, Basically, we've got smartphones everywhere, right, Um, but unfortunately, there's proprietary hardware, there's firmware issues, there's driver issues associated with that, the chipsets and so on. Um, And then we have the surveillance issues that come along with closed source, right, Uh, components, uh, especially around modems and sensors in the phone, so... All right. Another major issue, right? Um, home automation and IoT. Um, this is sort of the stuff I think folks were talking about, you know, five, 10 years ago as being something that we'd be seeing a lot of, and we are kind of starting to see a lot of it now. Um, Internet of things, quote unquote, is now impacting the daily lives of billions of people. Um, that's through surveillance gadgets, you know, the Alexas and the Ring doorbells and all that stuff at home, um, but also smart cities and these other initiatives that are... Um, coming through uh, bigger channels uh, for citizens. Uh, Projects mentioned in feedback, um, free software projects, uh, mycroft.ai, Ask Platypus. (laughs) It's like .us, but Ask Platypus. Um, And then a variety of free software for cars, industrial systems, and wearables uh, were the primary things in this area. But a lot of stuff around personal assistance, right? Um, Which is, you know, Mycroft and uh, some of the other natural language processing stuff. Um, And then also there's a worry about, you know, vehicles and um, certainly the systems around us challenges to overcome here, proprietary dependencies, natural language via the cloud, right? A lot of this processing is done in ways that are sort of black box solutions. um, And again, may have strong influence from big tech players. Um, And then there's also strong industry entrenchment, right? So, as many folks know um, who have done great talks at Libre Planet on this sort of thing, um, cars, industrial systems, wearables, they uh, certainly have uh, operating systems that are entrenched to put it mildly and sort of disrupting that and replacing those things is going to be a challenge. Okay, social media. Uh, this is constantly in the news certainly and folks uh, into free software just learning about free software you know that perspective i think um adds a valuable layer to the discussions that um are currently going on um big tech social no- networks are basically the de facto web right now um which i think a lot of folks are worried about um, that control, especially because there's not enough transparency into either how the networks are operated, uh, certainly not the way the server side software's run or how the data is crunched and data profiles are being built. Um, all of those issues, uh, present major challenges for free software for f- software freedom more widely and certainly, um, surveillance and privacy, um, concerns. Uh, Projects mentioned in feedback, uh, a lot of stuff from the Fediverse, right, Federated Social Networks, Decentralized uh, Solutions, um, Mastodon uh, being the front runner there, um, You-Know Host, um, Chatones, which uh, I was actually unfamiliar with, um, but uh, very cool. And PeerTube uh, was mentioned as well. Challenges to overcome there, centralization, surveillance, the app ecosystem. Right, so um, a lot of these social media uh, platforms are now so app-centric and app-based and trying to get folks to download from proprietary um, sources to install proprietary apps. Um, And then also non-free JavaScript. Um, And uh, I have some links at the end of the talk here, but for those of you unfamiliar with the JavaScript trap or Libre.js, you should take some time, really look at that issue. We are executing code in our browsers all the time um, that is questionable, at least, and many times, right, not free software or of questionable origin, of unknown origin. Okay, so a lot of problems, right? Uh, But we'll get there. Um, We'll get there together, right? And that's the important thing. Um, We wanna focus on the fight, not the struggle. Uh, and what I mean by that is we wanna focus on, you know, sort of winning the battles, approaching the challenges head on, not feeling like we're constantly, you know, you know on this treadmill, right? Trying to deal with, with problems, right? We want to We wanna just take a strong look at what we have, try to reinforce that stuff, try to boost the projects that are in need of it, try to underscore the areas which are most strategically important and really push software freedom forward um in that uh you know uh sense we want to make sure we counter fatigue right uh, a lot of folks have what i call surveillance fatigue when i'm talking about privacy but even just about you know software choices and use of platforms and you know um having to uh, be confronted all the time with issues around um software freedom it can be rough um so we want to counter that fatigue we want to counter nihilism right apathy and acceptance um you know accepting the current state of affairs is not good enough um so we need to go further um there are a ton of projects out there And as always, you know, that's very encouraging. Um, Tons of folks from all over the world are collaborating in new and interesting ways, coming up with new solutions, um, dovetailing off each other's knowledge um, and contributing to each other's projects. Um, So there's a lot of energy out there, that's for certain. Um, It's awesome, awesome, right? (laughs) But it makes the HBP list process a little difficult. Um, so that's something to keep in mind as we come together with all this information um, compile a list and then of course release it um and as i said earlier if you feel strongly about a project you know you can let us know um i think it is important to you, you know not say hey things are completely cut off from you um it's just we won't be announcing sort of a steady stream of submissions again um Further reading on all this, Uh, the history of the high priority projects uh, is, is, you know, um, long and storied and wonderful. Um, There's been a great impact that this uh, uh, has had in the past, and we want to continue having that kind of impact, um, continue pushing things forward. Um, you know, there have been projects, for example, where they have gone um, completely under a free software or copyleft license because uh, of the high priority initiative, right? Um, the announcements here, um, and for folks who may be new, right, I, I want to make sure we're, we're uh, inclusive and in trying to have new folks come into the community and not just sort of speaking to the choir. Um, I have the free software definition here, the free software directory, which is a great resource. Um, More about Respect Your Freedom certification, which is around hardware platforms. I know I mentioned a few of those earlier, um, but, you know, that's certainly uh, an important area and and a great initiative. And then, um, as I mentioned before, the JavaScript trap. Um, So that's something certainly that um, we deal with all the time. So. And. I guess I am a lot earlier than I thought for the Q&A. I can certainly talk a little more about um, the issues here. I, I had a feeling I had a, a lot more slides, but I'm hoping we'll get some questions as well. And then I can go back into the HBP list um, to talk about some of the other stuff. Um, I put a selection of projects that were mentioned here um, as well. So if you're involved in these projects um, and you're worried that, you know, we haven't heard from you, so to speak, uh, we are aware of them. Um, They've run the gamut from stuff in, you know, education, um, you know, math and statistics software to, you know, like LibreOffice, right, Office Suite, a bunch of CAD stuff and design stuff, um, banking software. Someone mentioned VS Code, which apparently is under new licensing, which I didn't know. Um, someone mentioned Signal, you know, trying to do versions of that with, without dependencies that may be problematic um ipfs which is you know a peer-to-peer uh, decentralized data store basically publishing platform um gnu herd which is a kernel project uh pure os purism's uh operating system uh f droid the asteroid folks were great because they made a campaign you know making sure that folks knew about the high priority projects and uh, were are pushing very hard for them so they are not unknown <laughs> so after it certainly is a project um, that a lot of folks rely upon on smartphones which are central um so great uh do we have any questions from the audience and how do i figure that out would they just be in the chat
1: uh i'll share them with you just uh we have a couple of questions and after that i have a few questions of my own sure. so uh, the Great. first question from the chat is is F-Droid considered
2: a high priority project um i we haven't officially come out with a list but i can't imagine uh, uh, it would not be given the amount of feedback about it um we've gotten feedback about that and a lot of things in the smartphone space space which is sort of why I talked about it in the way I did um but yeah uh, it seems like that's going to be on the list yeah but again we'd still need to compile it I don't want to speak for the entire committee um they did a great job of campaigning for the project and I'm, I'm certain there are many people in the free software world who would agree that it is important so
1: late so. uh one more question is: uh, Has the new list been published yet, or are you in the process of compiling it,
2: still putting it together? Um, yeah, we said it early in the stream. So if you're just joining us, um, yeah, we're still putting that information together. Um, but uh, we have quite a bit of some, a few submissions. I can talk a little bit more about more about what's come in, uh, but we do not have the list yet. So,
1: all right. So uh, one question is. Uh, Uh, Do you have examples of uh, the FSF funding going towards some of the needs you mentioned today? For example, they remember an old uh, high priority project list a long time ago that was getting uh, rid of the prevalence of Adobe Flash and the FSF funded work developing an alternative .swf runner.
2: Yeah, so um, I'm not aware of um, recent um, uh, funding of any high priority projects, um, but I don't know enough about that aspect of it. Um, so uh, I've just sort of been appointed to be chair of this committee as if somebody else on the FSF wants to talk about that. Um, I have seen in the past, I can recall that there that has been done. Um, and I'm certain if we could find other folks in the software freedom world as well. Um, it would be great to direct uh, energy and funds to the big projects or, or, you know, the projects that we identify as strategically important, I should say. Um, the flash one's a great example. Um, we don't have to deal with that anymore, which is nice. Uh, but, you know, maybe <laughs> now that energy can go into something fresher and more, uh, a little more relevant um, to our world. So, All right.
1: you know. uh, we have a question from Gnu2 about uh, the process. Once the list is done, it's too late. Uh, Before that, is there a way of uh, address? One second, yeah. It must be, yeah. Before uh, it's done, you might send uh, duplicate comments. Is there a way to address that? Uh, That is, more than one person might have the same concerns or comments.
2: Yeah, so the way we've been waiting it, and I guess I should have gone a little more into this, um, into the process so far, but the way we've been waiting it is sort of trying to group based upon category and then saying, okay, there's been X number of comments around this one issue. Um, and I try to come across with that a little bit with the slides. Um, but for example, we have, you know, top category software, then collaboration software, right? And then under that, video conferencing you know and we'll say we have x number of comments that are approaching that specific issue um and then we can drill down and then look at, at projects below that um you know like which ones were most mentioned which one ones seem most crucial or um are addressing a problem that needs to be addressed um so yeah we are sort of compiling it's not completely like Hey, if you hammer us with uh, <laughs> a thousand, you know, uh, wonderful requests for a project, we we will uh, do that. Um, for example, obviously, we brought up F-Droid. F-Droid has a very strong presence, impact, you know, huge amounts of daily users, daily free software users, right? Um, so, if it were a Droid that I came up with tomorrow and I just hammered the list, it would not do as well. <laughs> so,
1: all right. So uh, one more question is, what are the most difficult questions or challenges that you encounter while discussing the list in the committee? Like, uh, what are the hardest questions to answer to justify something?
2: Yeah, so I think um, it can be difficult to try to um, extricate your own experience, like separate your own experience in free software from you know wider community concerns. Um, I think we did a great job of getting a diverse um, uh, a lot of diverse feedback from all over the place. Um, but trying to make sure, for example, we're not uh, weighing one area a little bit too much, right like I don't know, enterprise stuff or some specific area that may have a wider sort of um, visibility. Um, but you know I mean there's other stuff that's not as visible, and maybe that's a good reason to highlight it in, in the HPP mm-hmm. list. And sort of figuring out where that metric is, um, I think, is uh, difficult. And I think it's something we'll still be discussing quite a bit. Um, I also think personally, and this is just me personally, but I also know there's some others on the committee who, who feel the same way, um, that we shouldn't just focus on software as software, code, hacking, etc. cetera. Um, it would be really nice to make sure we're pushing some real solid community-driven efforts to, you know, bring more... People into the fold, so to speak, um, to really do things like good accessibility, good UI/UX, you know, research uh, and things like that, which are um, sort of perpetual um, uh, comments about free software in general. And you know, I think if the FSF says, "Hey, this is really important. This is an actual priority," you know, that can help address that pretty strongly. So.
1: Okay. So I have a question from my side actually so this is a little bit off topic so one of the to- goals of the high priority list is to encourage free software adoption by governments so uh, you know in governments it can be really hard to enforce accountability i'm speaking from my experience in india we in a state called kerala uh, there was this body formed called icfos international center for free and open source software by the government. So initially, you know, everything seemed great. Uh, they spoke to all of the free software communities in India. Uh, their director spoke to them and later it all died down. It devolved to, you know, solely academic type stuff without any focus on software. And it can be very difficult to enforce any sort of accountability from governments because, you know, Somewhere along the line, the money either gets eaten up or I don't know what happens. So what suggestions do you have for enforcing uh, accountability within free software communities?
2: Yeah, so Kerala is certainly uh, an example. Um, There are other examples I'm quite familiar with. Um, I think historically, um, there has been a big Push, uh, especially around the beginning of the 21st century into the first decade or so, there was a big push um, for you know international adoption of free software. Um, many times under another name like FOSS or so on, and um, you know we had UN papers about it. We had uh, countries like South Africa and so on, you know, uh, on paper mandating it, um, and then we did not see those mandates doing very much. Right. Um, we saw situations in Europe where you'd have a government switch to a free software platform or infrastructure, maybe, and then switch back, you know, and so on and so forth. Um, I think recently I've actually been rather encouraged personally, and it could be, again, myopic and maybe I'm not looking widely enough, um, but it seems to me that there's been a shift in the other direction. Um we do have, you know, one of the positives of the pandemic, I guess you could say, which is a terrible <laughs> thing to say. But one of the things that is good about people communicating through networks so much um, is that people are forced to get out of their comfort zone and try new solutions. And yes. where free software solutions are the best at something or better, or, you know, we can explain the um, ethical privacy and security, you know, um, uh, benefits of them, Um I think that folks are perfectly fine with that and, and actually embrace it when I speak to them, yes, right?
1: Yes, um, actually a lot of people brought this up because you know, in the video streaming stuff uh, space, I think that the free software alternatives are actually a whole lot better. Like I had to use Microsoft Teams and I think it's the worst piece of software I've ever used. So, uh, you know, for some reason, uh, because of the whole inertia that's there, People are very willing to go along with working with a non-functional dysfunctional piece of software just because everyone else is using that. So just breaking that chain
2: is really hard. It's not just about functionality. Well, so the old phrase used to be, right? Nobody ever got fired for buying IBM, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Certainly these governments and these enterprises, that's the mindset. But there's also a personal dimension to that, too. Uh, folks yeah. want to feel comfortable about buying a Mac and just using whatever Tim Cook tells them they have to use. right? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's a problem and, and we really do need to face it. I will say, though, as well, you know, um, there's been a lot of scrambling to um put more features, for example, into something like Jitsi Meet or Big Blue Button and so on, and a lot of really good development in a short period of time. Um, but we still do have a ways to go with some of these things. You know, um, with power and influence and the weight of cash, um, <laughs> some of these proprietary alternatives are getting pretty good pretty quickly, and it's going to be hard to meet them uh, head-on, parity feature for feature. Um, oh, yeah. So.
1: So uh, yeah, coming back to the questions from the list, a person asked. A lot of people I know are prevented from using uh, GNU/Linux by small bugs or missing features. Like uh, there might be not uh, there might not be support for MS Office documents or uh, mid- missing a proper uh, PDF editor. So uh, this per- person is arguing that wouldn't it be more profitable to focus on small things instead of bigger things that's their argument so it's not really a question but yeah it's an opinion
2: yeah i mean um it can be difficult to to know what to do strategically right it, using the example of flash certainly uh, one of the reasons flash fell out of fashion um, is completely outside of the free software world um, flash fell out of fashion because a lot of the features that flash was giving folks were integrated into standards that ended up in the browser right, in so-called HTML5, in JavaScript, in WebRTC, the technology we're using right now, Um, these sorts of things replaced Adobe Flash slash Shockwave. (laughs) Um, So, you know, um, what if we had poured a lot of more energy into that and continued to pour energy into that? Well, it would be wise, maybe it wouldn't, Uh, maybe it would go away faster, Um, would have gone away faster, right? So I don't think there's easy answers there, um, I would say as far as uh, formats are concerned for Microsoft and operating systems and so on, um, in my experience, things have gotten a lot better than they used to be. So I'm hoping the list can do at least that. And maybe some of it is focusing on small things, you know, little things. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it can be difficult to say. So,
1: All right. So uh, another question from uh, gnu So software components uh, used in free software infrastructure sometimes change licenses to non-free licenses. So an example of this is Elasticsearch. So would pushing people to take up the maintenance of the last free version uh, to fit inside this, would something like this fit inside the HPP list? Or is this
2: a side issue? That's a good question that I don't think we have um, resolved or considered. Um, I can tell you what I think personally. Um, I think it's really important to make sure that we continue pushing copyleft licenses far into the future. Uh, I think one of the main issues we're seeing is not only um, companies, you know, defecting, so to speak, from from a license that's considered free software or the other term open source, um, but also um, that copyleft isn't being embraced and especially licenses like uh, GPLv. Three, um, AGPLv3, um, they're not being embraced uh, at the rate that they need to be, in my opinion, to be sustainable. So I think um, certainly it's something to consider. And we did actually have a mention, now that I recall, of Elasticsearch in <laughs> the feedback, which may have hedged on this very issue. So I will go back and look at that and make sure I communicate it to everybody on the mailing list. So,
1: yeah, thank you so yeah actually this is very relevant sometimes you know you have uh, softwares that are technically under a copyleft license but then they support things like proprietary extensions or you have the case of the android open source project which is uh, like almost unusable without google services so you know there's a difference between something being uh, free software in spirit and free, free software on the letter so
2: yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's right. And you know, it's worth mentioning as well that companies like Google are trying to replace as much of the stack as they can yes. with uh, software that's not licensed under the GPL. For example, Project Fuchsia is a big example of that. And maybe that won't go anywhere, right? <laughs> maybe <laughs> you maybe you know it it will die in some way or another. But there certainly is an incentive, uh, and seems to be an impetus on the part of many of these big tech companies. Um, to not only drive the so-called copy center licenses, MIT, expat, et cetera, but also to start pushing away from those licenses completely.
1: Yeah, Yeah, so somebody here has asked, what specific tasks do we have towards freeing software related to interfacing with submitting tax forms and banks? Uh, I guess this is relevant to uh, security and privacy concerns given the amount of personal information you have to upload.
2: Yeah, so that's certainly an issue with a lot of the solutions we're talking about, right? Um, to bring them up to parity with systems that are completely under surveillance and totally not private, which is what we have now, um, we have to come up with solutions that that are secure, are private, and do it in a way that's not centralized around some cloud infrastructure, so-called cloud. Um, that's not easy, um, and it's certainly a huge challenge. The comments uh, about taxes and banking software and et cetera so far, I think though, are more about access and and usage at all, right? Um, We unfortunately are in a state of affairs right now where um, we can't even yet worry about the privacy and security concerns of a free software, you know, um, banking app or something um because you know when you have to communicate with your bank you've got to install some proprietary app from apple or google right (laughs) um i think the concerns are around that um i know there is some free software i should say that can do u.s tax forms but it it doesn't more limited way um and it seems to me that the long-term trajectory of of where and first off that's us-centric right Um, and secondly the long-term trajectory of where this is going unfortunately is towards proprietary platforms so um what I was surprised by as well which I don't think has been mentioned directly is voting you know that's a whole other um issue right participating as a citizen in a democracy means that you have to use proprietary software um and I'm certain that there are folks at the FSF who think deeply about this but of course the flip side of that is we have to make sure that votes are counted verified private secure and that's not easy so yeah
1: so uh Another question, and uh, we're into the last five minutes. So we don't have a lot more questions to take. Mm -hmm. What discussion has the committee had on how to help the HPP actually have the impact we need? For example, visioning the process from HPP to actual results. Uh, So yeah, that's the question.
2: Yeah, so I mean there's been a ton of support from the FSF for for me and, and the other folks uh so far. Um I'm not sure we have a battle plan, so to speak, yet. Um, so let's get the list and then we can figure out, you know, the marketing and and you know, going to battle part of it. Um and maybe that does involve getting some funds, you know, trying to get grants or who knows what. I don't know exactly what what the plans are there. Um but certainly I hope when we speak this time next year, we can talk about all the great things that we've done between now and then, so.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I guess uh, that's it for the questions. And, And there's no more questions, any closing comments?
2: Uh, yeah, I just want to uh, thank everybody, um, you know, I very much appreciate um, the open arms that the free software community has given me, and I hope other folks um, who are involved with LibrePlanet today um, also feel that way, um, LibrePlanet, especially the in-person version, which I very much enjoyed, um, <laughs> has always been wonderful, and I think has uh, done a great job in expanding the voice of the movement, so to speak, uh, much more widely than than it was. Um, So I hope everybody out there is supporting the FSF, pushing, you know, talking about Planet, trying to promote it through whatever channels they have, Um, and uh, let's get some more folks on board. I don't mean to sound, you know, this is the challenge of, right, focusing on the fight and not the struggle, right? We want to focus on, okay, there's a lot of stuff out there that we can beat, um, and we're working towards that. But at the same time, of course, you have to recognize all these problems. Um, and HPP uh, will be uh, another way that we can communicate those issues, uh, communicate what uh, we think is strategically important and uh, keep on moving, so.
1: Right, so there's a lot of claps
2: in the chat. So yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah and the other thing yeah. to think about of course we want to do this more often right so uh if yeah. your favorite project or the project you're working on doesn't end up in the list this time around you know you know maybe it will in the next one and there are many other ways that we can be pushing and, and talking about and supporting projects beyond hpp as well so yeah. Yeah. okay thank you all so much i appreciate it yeah thank you
1: so i Yes, we can bring things to a close. I mean, it's just about closing time. And uh, thank you for being here. And I really enjoyed the talk.
2: (laughs) And yeah. yeah. (laughs) I want to make sure my cat, who's been pissed off the entire time, can say hello. (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) Thanks so much, everybody. Um, I'll see you on the flip side. Please reach out directly through the HPP feedback list or however. um, And we'll get back back to you. Okay? Thanks.
1: All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you.